The Buccaneers are set for their final preseason game, and we tell you what we want to see versus what we will see. That and more on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome into this Friday live edition of Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Don't forget you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can follow us on Twitter. I am James Yarko at JRCO underscore Bucks. He is David Harrison at DHarrison82, credentialed members of the media covering your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm the deputy editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com. David is a staff writer over at BucksGameDay.com, part of Sports, Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We are here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. We want to thank you and share our appreciation for your support of the show. And our everydayers are going to remember this time last year, we were going live every Friday to do the final game previews because that's when the injury reports would drop. So guess what? We're getting you in the habit now, live every Friday from now through the end of the season to get you guys prepped up for the upcoming games. Yeah. So every Friday from here to mid-February, you guys are going to have a live episode of Locked on Bucks. That's how this Bingo. is going to work. Today's live episode of Locked on Bucks brought to you by Underdog Fantasy Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. I recommend the app. I like the app. It's really it's really sleek and, and user-friendly. Sign up with promo code locked on and you'll get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Key position battles and bold predictions coming up a little bit later on today's episode. Uh, but first, we need to talk about what we think the Bucks should do Saturday night against the Baltimore Ravens and what we think they'll actually do. Uh, again, Saturday night against Baltimore Ravens preseason finale coming up. Let's start off with things that we actually want to see. Uh, this is it before the Buccaneers take the field for real. And obviously, I have personally had some of my concerns about how the things have been handled there at one buck uh, in training camp in the preseason. But the thing that I want to see most on Saturday night is I want to see a correction to the thing that I think I have the biggest problem with, James, this preseason and what this coaching staff has decided to do. And that is not playing your entire starting offensive line. Now, we know. Ryan Jensen continues to heal from his injuries uh, and all those things, and that's a whole other can of worms that we don't need to get into on this episode. But the bottom line is we have not seen the starting five offensive linemen that are going to open up the season against the Minnesota Vikings, who I several times last year said that that team's win-loss record was not a real reflection of who they were. I understand that in the NFL world, you are what your record says you are. I get it, but the Minnesota Vikings, no, they were not what everybody or what their record said they were. That's my personal opinion. Uh, Luke Braun would slay me on Twitter if he knew that I was saying that right now. Um, and that's fine. But at the end of the day, continuity is incredibly important. You know what I mean? And head coach Todd Bowles was asked about this. And he said that he's not worried about their continuity. They get plenty of reps of practice together and all those things. And listen, if Todd Bowles isn't concerned about it, then you guys probably shouldn't be concerned about it because Todd Bowles has forgotten more about football than I'll ever learn. 
but I'm still concerned about it, James. And I want to see this starting five on the field. I want to see this all pro right tackle who's now moving over to the left side. I want to see him in action over there. And I just want to see this unit dance, dance as one. I don't need four quarters necessarily, but uh, again, I've, I've kind of stated the case of if you're going to have part of your offensive line out there, you should have the entire offensive line out there because I do feel like it matters. And the numerous amount of NFL offensive linemen I've talked to over the years uh, have all said that it does matter. You want to get as many reps together as possible as you can. And getting game time reps is really the only way to get ready fully for game time. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And I go back, you know, just to last season, maybe not necessarily with the Buccaneers, but with the Cincinnati Bengals. There were some high hopes for the Bengals last year coming into the season. They brought in a couple of fresh faces to work on that offensive line. But then all of a sudden, nobody's playing in the preseason and they start off by getting upset by the Steelers. Then they lose to a, a Dakless Cowboys team and it, it started off as a, a huge fiasco. So I'm with you. 100%. We need to see that starting five along the offensive line, the way we will see it, you know, when the season begins. Obviously, that starting five is not going to include Ryan Jensen. If it does, I will legitimately be absolutely stunned. Uh, Florida. because I don't think I don't yeah. think Ryan Jensen is is going to be anywhere close no. to uh being cleared to play. So the thing that I want to see is exactly what you want to see, plus about 17 other guys. I want to see all <laughs> the starters, every one of them on offense, on defense. I want to see Devin White and Levante David. I want to see Carlton Davis and Jamel Dean. I want to see Rashad White and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. I want to see all of it because it is so important for these guys to get actual reps. Back in the good old days, that's right, I'm old. I dropped a good old days on you. Granted, I'm referring to like two years ago, three years ago. There were four preseason games, and this was supposed to be the dress rehearsal where the starters played into the second half. Now you have this weird combination of it's the dress rehearsal, but also we don't want our guys to get hurt, but also we have position battles, but also those guys aren't going to see the field. It's a mess. Give me all 22 starters in the first half. Yeah, it is, it is really weird. And it's also become this kind of weird paradigm where like some teams treat week two as the dress rehearsal. Some mm -hmm. teams treat week three as a dress rehearsal. Some teams don't have a dress rehearsal. Like the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, this, this week is their dress rehearsal, right? Todd Bowles was asked about playing the starters. And the way that he answered the question leaves a little bit of room, you know, to, to be interpreted. But the way that I took it, and I think the way that you took it too, James, and, and obviously you can speak for yourself, but it sounds to me like the starters are going to play the first half, like the entire first half. And of course, I could change based on performance. Um, and then the second team, third team will get in in the second half. Um, whereas like this this weekend, the Washington Commanders are barely playing any starters, not playing any starters on defense. They're only playing like two or three on offense. And last week was their dress rehearsal. The Baltimore Ravens, two years ago, week three was their dress rehearsal. They lost J.K. Dobbins for the season in mm -hmm. that dress rehearsal, and Lamar Jackson got banged up, and he ended up as as some of us may or some of some some NFL fans know, he ended up dealing with injuries all last year. You know what I mean? And kind of derailed the Ravens season before it really even started. So it's it's just kind of this weird paradigm shift, but it, it does look like the Buccaneers are treating this as their dress rehearsal, which is cool because it makes that final game a little bit more entertaining. What I think we're going to see in this game, James, you want to see Buck starters. You think we'll see some Buck starters. Uh, we're going to see the Ravens second team. Honestly, I think the Baltimore Ravens 
like I just mentioned last year, losing J.K. Dobbins for the season. Was it last year? Maybe the year before. I can't remember. Uh, whatever year it was, they lost J.K. Dobbins for the season. Lamar Jackson got banged up. I think that shook them. I think that turned them in a direction where they said, you know what? It ain't worth it, man. Like, we'll get whatever reps we can elsewhere, and we'll play our guys minimal in the preseason, and we'll just take our chances. Cincinnati Bengals did it last year, and I think a lot of teams look at that and say, you know what? You can survive. Basically, your dress rehearsal is not your first game of the regular season. And I think some of these teams almost look at their season schedule and say, you know what, man? Like, like if you got the Los Angeles Rams right now, and the Rams ain't what the Rams used to be, right? If, if you have the Los Angeles Rams week one, like maybe that's our dress rehearsal. You know what I mean? You kind of go like maybe it's an ugly win, but you start off one and zero, and with that extra regular season game, your dress rehearsal essentially is a game that also counts. You know what I mean? If you can get away with it, um, so I think it's really interesting the way the teams address this. But I really do think that the Ravens' second team is what you're going to see out there in Ray J. Second, then third team. I don't think you're going to see many, if any, starters. But Coach Harbaugh, you know, um, specifically. Uh, as far as we've seen in the transcripts and his press conferences, has not been committed to starting or not starting Lamar Jackson. So I could be wrong, but I just feel like we're probably only going to see the Ravens backups in this game. Yeah, I, I think it'll be interesting to see how they play that just because you're right. They have kind of been jinxed. I don't want to say cursed, but jinxed over the last couple of years in that uh, final preseason game. But look, what I think we're going to see, at least on the Buccaneer side of the ball, I think we're going to see most of the starters, but not the entire half. And what I mean by that is you might give Mike Evans and Chris Godwin the first quarter. And, and Todd can sit there and say, post game, we know what Mike is. We know what Chris is. We didn't need to see any more of them. We have five other guys competing for four other, three or four other spots. We needed to see more of them and how they worked with the starting unit. Okay, cool. Totally get that. May only see Rashad White for as long as, as Mike and Chris are out there because Keyshawn Vaughn hasn't looked good. Sean Tucker needs more reps. Chase Edmonds was banged up last week. He needs some reps. On the defensive side of the ball, and Harold, I, I see you in the comment section. No, uh, I'm not really counting Kalaj Kansi as a starter right now. We kind of knew he was going to be a rotational guy to begin with. But yeah, I'm not including the, the injured players. You know, when I refer to the starters, I'm talking about Robert Hainsey at, at center and, you know, Logan Hall as it's been along the defensive line, though, still a little meh about that. So I do think we're going to see most of the starters, but I certainly don't think they're all going to play that entire first half. But David, I talked with Evan Klosky on WTSP Wednesday about bubble players that need a big night. But now we are going to tell all of you the players that we think are fighting for those final spots that we need to see a big night out of. And that is next on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Harry's Razors. From their legendary high-quality razors to skin products like, like exfoliating face wash and hydrating lotion, Harry's gives you a premium shave without the premium price tag. I recently reached that point of fatherhood where I had that terrible moment where my son came up to me and said, dad, before school starts, you need to teach me how to shave. And I didn't want to accept it, but I knew it was coming. So I had already gotten him the starter pack at Harry's razors because it's a killer deal and he loves it. It includes a five blade German engineered razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover 
This is a starter set for a $13 value that you can get for just $3 at harrys.com slash NFL. And you can schedule delivery for refills as low as $2, half of what you pay for the other blades. Harry's makes the skincare products that will give you the best shave ever. Creams, washes, lotions that are going to keep your skin healthy and hydrated. Get your best shave ever this summer with Harry's razors and skincare products. Get a $13 starter set for just $3 at harrys.com slash NFL. That's harrys.com slash NFL for a $3 starter set. Thanks for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or your first view today and every day. And a special thank you to all the everydayers out there who are tuning in. Don't forget uh, to tune in on YouTube tomorrow night when James Yarko was going to go live from his house uh, for an immediate reaction following the final preseason game of the season. I don't know why I said that. Uh, against the Baltimore Ravens and maybe Lamar Jackson. I don't think so, but maybe Lamar Jackson. He could be out there. We'll see. Uh, you could have said I mean, live from his I, I could. You know what? I, that would have been better. Um, I would love to see Lamar Jackson out there, to be quite honest with you, because I, I would really like to see this Buccaneers defense get some work against, you know, good on good, right? That's that's what you want to see. Uh, James, I'm sure you're going to have some reactions of the players that we're about to talk about because they're either going to step up or they could get shipped out. My guy's not getting shipped out. Neither no. of my guys are getting shipped out. Um, what am I like? One of yours might. The first player I'm watching for to have a big night here is... Wide receiver Trey Palmer. Where's Corey? Let's bring this up. Trey Palmer in the wide receiver three spot. He was one of the guys we talked about. Uh, him and Devin Tompkins. I think Trey Palmer has done a really, really good job of 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 establishing himself this preseason. Now, there is a grain of salt to be taken here because I also suffer from Kenny Bell PTSD. We've talked about this on the show every day, as you've heard me mention this. So the fact that Trey Palmer is doing well, I'm like. Like I'm like way over the moon about this performance because of how much he's doing. Plus that athletic touchdown, the not just the athleticism it took to bring that pass in, but also the wherewithal, the mental acuity to understand where the ball was in relation to the defender, in relation to where you were, not only were, but where you were going. Because remember, this dude was falling backwards as he does this tip set pass. I mean, look, like I've I've seen people. I may be one of the people at myself, but I've seen people who can't catch a 60 yard pass standing still with no defender and no gear. So to do what Trey Palmer did, like, I know it looks a little bit easier on the screen, but like that is such an impressive athletic play for a young guy to be able to do that. You know what I mean? You hope that he doesn't have to do that a lot anyway, but then you talk about the catches that he's had in training camp and what we've been hearing from our guys, Bucks game day.com guys who have been on ground all throughout training camp. Like I just, you just love what you see from Trey Palmer so far. Not saying go draft him in your fantasy league in the fifth round or anything like that, but given the context of what we're talking about, a rookie, uh, not a, not a first overall pick for a team or anything like that, but then also in preseason, he's done outstanding. I'm super happy for him. I think we're going to continue to see it uh, on Saturday night. Yeah, I, I do too. And, you know, we've discussed numerous times now, Trey Palmer is one of those guys in the mix to take over that wide receiver three spot, replace Russell Gage. He does have some competition. I do think that Devin Tompkins is every bit a part of that competition as Trey Palmer is. Rakeem Jarrett started to come on a little bit. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if he gets an opportunity. Let's say I'm right, just for argument's sake, and, and Chris and Mike get pulled after about a quarter. Now all of a sudden you can get Rakeem Jarrett in the mix with Baker Mayfield and see how they're working on the field together. It'll be really interesting to see how all, the, all of that plays out. But 
Trey Palmer continues to impress. So I am, I'm with you. I'm excited to see him play against the Ravens. My first player to watch is a guy that I really haven't talked about much on this show, but it's Payne Durham. And we've seen Kate Otten, my guy, Kate Otten, make some really nice catches, move the sticks through the first couple of preseason games. We've seen some co-keefed, not getting a whole lot of work out of Payne Durham. I want to see him be part of the offense to see what he can bring to this roster. And I, I don't want them to use him as just a special teams kind of guy. Having watched what he did in college, I want to see him get a little more involved in the offense and, and really be a contributor. So that's a guy that I'm really going to keep an eye out for on the offensive side of the ball, not so much on the special teams. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, that's something that I've been excited for as well, and I would love to see them. Uh, we'll just see him get some more opportunity, you know what I mean? And we'll see what he does with them. But looking forward to that as well. Um, look, there's a lot of conversation going on in the live chat about the slot, you know, and, uh -huh. and I think that's a very important position, obviously, that we need to look for. And that's why my next player that I'm watching for is Zion McCollum. And again, this is another person that uh, I like on a personal level. So I want to see him be successful, but I also see the potential in him every day or every year or is going back to last training camp, right? We were talking about some of the struggles he was having, even going back to joint practices against the Miami Dolphins. But I kept telling everybody he's in position, right? And that's like the first thing you have to be there to make the play. Like if you're not there, you can never make the play. But if you're there and you don't make the play, at least it means that you could possibly have made the play. If that, if all that makes sense, a lot of word uh, play in my, in what I just said there, but Zion this preseason, I think it's been a lot similar, right? There's, there's been a lot of times where he's in position to make the play, doesn't make the play. But going back to week one specifically, we saw him out of position sometimes. I think we saw a better version of Zion McCollum in week two, and PFF agrees. Week one, he got a 60.7 overall grade. Week two, he rises up about four points. His run defense jumped up about 40 points. His passing defense, however, dropped a few points. So there's some ups and there's some downs. I want to see Zion McCollum start to get a little bit more balance. I don't know if he's going to come out your starting nickel, you know, uh, someone in the in the live chat, Mike, mentioned D Delaney, and I certainly think D makes this roster, but we'll get into to roster projections a little bit more uh, in the weekend. But I want to see Zion continue to build a little bit more consistency. Remember, at Sam Houston, he is a guy that took three years of college football. We had his head coach from college on the show after he was drafted, and he told us, listen, Zion took three years of college football to really kind of get his feet under him. So don't be surprised if it takes the same amount of time in the NFL. This is year two. So we're still kind of in that curve a little bit, but you still want to see some encouraging signs from him in this final preseason game. If you can get. Them. Yeah. Not, not only did it take the the three years for his feet to get under him is, as you said, but once he did, the dude was shutting down Christian Watson, who is what he's green Bay's number one receiver now. Um, so once, once he gets it, he gets it. It's a lot like, you know, our, our pro Trask, viewers and listeners talking about you know it took trask a little while too he needs a shot he needs a shot okay it's kind of the same thing for zion mccollum but at the same time this is a business and you have to put the best players on the field in order to succeed and if if zion can't get that process sped up you know internally and and be able to start making those plays he's going to find himself on the sideline more often than not so yeah he's another guy that i've been watching for as many impressive plays as he's made, he's also made that many impressively bad plays. So definitely someone to keep an eye on. And the last one, our everydayers, probably most of you in the live chat, you know exactly the name that I'm about to say. Keyshawn Vaughn. Not going to stretch it out. It, it's Keyshawn Vaughn. Look, Rashad White is your one. 
Chase Edmonds is your two. Sean Tucker has been that dude. So Keyshawn Vaughn, you're averaging negative rushing yards per attempt in the preseason. It doesn't matter. You've been out there with the starting offensive line that they've put out there. You've been out there with the second team offensive line. It, it has not mattered. You've gone the wrong direction. You got Ronnie Brown and you got Patrick Laird breathing down your neck. And if the Bucs are going to keep four running backs, your performance against the Baltimore Ravens has to be a not just an improvement, a vast improvement over what you've shown against the Pittsburgh Steelers and the New York Jets through the preseason so far. A lot of eyes are going to be on Keyshawn Vaughn because when it gets down to those last couple spots and they have to decide between the guy that's been going the wrong way and really doesn't do much for you on special teams, they might turn around and say, you know what? Patrick Laird offers us a little something besides just being the number four running back. That's probably the guy that we're going to go with now. So Keyshawn Vaughn, you got to have a big night, dude. I'm I'm rooting for you. You were you were in a line eye for a minute before you transferred, but got to do something. Yeah. Well, any of these players that we're watching making into our bold predictions, we'll let you know that here in just a minute. Mike has a bold prediction about one of those guys. I'll share that on the screen here in a minute as well. That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Bucks, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And this episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. August is here, and you know what that means. The official start of Fantasy Football Drafting Month. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you do is one live snake draft, no waivers, no trades. Underdog sets your best lineup every week. Try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament, the largest fantasy football contest of all time is back and even bigger with $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. Last year, the winner drafted their team in July. This year, the winner drafted their team, I don't know, like a week and a half ago, because that's when I did mine. Uh, so don't wait around, even though it doesn't matter because I'm taking home the $3 million. Visit underdogfantasy.com and find them in the App Store Sign up with promo code locked on to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code locked on. Wrapping things up here on a live Friday edition of Locked On at Bucks Podcast. James Yarko, David Harrison, and uh, we have our bold predictions. You all know we love doing bold predictions at the end of our game preview episodes that we will be doing all season long live on Friday nights. So make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel. You have the notifications set, but every Friday we want to see you guys in the chat. You guys have been crushing it tonight. Speaking of which, David, you said you wanted to get to the chat before we get to these bold predictions because there's, you know, a couple of those in the chat. Yeah. Mike says that sneak, which is Keyshawn Vaughn's right. name is going to get smoked by 4 PM Eastern time Tuesday. Shout out for the Eastern time specification. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's like an extra added bit of detail. And Mike, Mike does follow up, says he wishes it wasn't the case. Had high hopes for him. I think we all did. I mean, I had his Vanderbilt coach on the show as well. Was very excited. Uh, oh, Luke. Ooh. Luke coming in with some fire. Doesn't even want to see Keyshawn. Just let him go. Let's see the other guys. Look, I mean, 
you know, it's hard when you have high expectations or hopes for a guy and, and he doesn't, it doesn't pan out, but I promise you it's harder for Keyshawn than it is for everybody else watching yeah. it. You know what I mean? But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with Sean Tucker. Like you mentioned, I mean, Sean, like there, exactly. there are some scouts, there are some scouts getting some phone calls and emails from some GMs going, guys, what happened? I mean, yeah. Tanner McKee, like I know this isn't bucks, but Tanner McKee with Philadelphia Eagles quarterback, Tanner McKee out of Stanford, same thing. Like there are some scouts out there going, guys, like, it's Brock Purdy all over again. Like, we can't have this. I buy you guys donuts on draft weekend. We can't have this happening, guys. So, uh, I don't know. But Sean Tucker, Tanner McKee, look, making some scouts look bad. But, James, uh, what's your, your bold prediction? All right. My bold prediction goes all the way back to what you, sir, want to see in this game against the Baltimore Ravens. And that is there will be no sacks given up by the starting offensive line if all five of them actually play. And by all five, again, to clarify, I mean Robert Hainsey at center, not Ryan Jensen. If they start Nick Leverett, they start Nick Leverett. That tells us that they believe that he's leading this center position battle. I think it's Robert Hainsey. David, I think you think that it's Robert Hainsey. Probably yeah. most of our viewers and listeners believe that it's Hainsey just because he got the start all last year. And I think if he's the starting center, that gives a little bit more uh, versatility in the Bucks' depth, having Leverett being able to bounce around to a lot more positions than Hainsey can. Overall, I think Hainsey has performed better, but whoever that starting center is Saturday night against the Ravens is going to be who they're going to go into the season with. And that O-line is going to protect Baker Mayfield to keep that jersey clean. I mean, you, you would love you would love to see it, right? You the only time Baker should be touching the field, uh, you know, other than the bottom of his feet is when he takes a knee to take a picture of Trey Palmer after he scores a touchdown in the end zone. Hopefully, you guys get the reference Cleveland Brown celebration. Uh, speaking of Trey Palmer, Trey Palmer James is going to do something that no Tampa Bay Buccaneers receiver has done since the last time a Tampa Bay Buccaneers receiver caught a touchdown in every preseason game. I don't know when that was. The only way I know how to get that information is a connect that I have at NFL research. And I'm sorry, but I cannot use one of those favors for something like this. But I don't know when the last time a Buccaneers receiver had a, had a touchdown catch in all of the preseason games, three or four. But I feel like it's been a minute. It's probably like somebody's going to look it up if I go last year, bro. Um, yeah. But either regardless, Trey Palmer's going to have another touchdown catch. He had one in week one. He had one in week two. He's going to have one in week three. Hopefully, it's from Baker Mayfield. I wouldn't hate it if it's from Kyle Trask, you know what I mean? But you would like to see him catch a touchdown pass from the guy that's going to be starting for the team for obvious reasons, right? So uh, Trey Palmer is going to get a touchdown. Uh, I, I'm team Trey Palmer this preseason. That's just that's just my guy. You've got you've got Payne Durham. Uh, you've got anti Keyshawn Vaughn. I'm not really anti anybody this preseason. You uh, you were also what well, what did you call it the the goggles gang or glasses gang and and you kind of put gang. a curse on Rodrigo Blankenship. <laughs> that's no curse. That's Take 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 responsibility for your own actions. Right here we go. There's no curse involved there. Get out of here. I, I do have to say, and then I thought oh. I was gonna have to like back off of this because you started saying something that a Buccaneers receiver hasn't done, but then you didn't actually have the stat in front of you. Is it really a bold prediction to say that Trey Palmer is gonna get a touchdown when he's gotten one in each of the first two games? It's I feel it's like bold. you called me for that. It's bolder because it's the entirety of the preseason. It might be like mild wing sauce bold, okay? It's not. It's right. not. Listen, I'm in preseason form too. 
Okay. okay Regular season, I'll bring the spicy Cheeto bold takes. Okay. We're bold, bold predictions. But it's 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 okay. Yes, maybe it's a preseason one. Fine. I'll give you a bolder one. Oh geez. No, I was gonna say Kalijah Kansas gonna have three sacks, which is not gonna happen, and that's not fair. So um how about, how about Logan Hall has a pressure? Can we make Zion that- McCollum Zion McCollum pick six? However, Ooh. at the five yard line, he laterals to D Delaney because they're both on the field at the same time for some reason. And D <laughs> actually gets the, the touchdown. There's my bold prediction. Take it to the bank. Do not All bet right. on that. If that's a prop bet anywhere, do not put money on that. Yeah, absolutely not. But I don't think there's there's that deep cut of a uh whoa wings coated with water mike is in a mood tonight and i don't appreciate catching strays pun intended he shot yeah mike (laughs) all right we're good yeah mike says more like wings coated with water oh fantastic mike from the top rope with that we are going to bid you all a fair ado make sure you are coming back tomorrow night after the game i will go live with an immediate reaction episode and then david We'll be back on Monday. He's going to fly solo on that one. I have I have fatherly duties to attend to, so I won't be around to record. So shout out to David for uh, for covering me there. But live Saturday night after the game, immediate reaction to the Buccaneers' victory over the Baltimore Ravens to you know follow up on what the Commanders did and start a 24-game preseason losing streak. And we'll see if that gets plastered all over NFL Network. But we want to thank you. For making Locked On Bucks your first listener review every single day. If you have any questions, thoughts, reactions, topics, ideas, or just you know general outlet for whatever, you can drop those in the YouTube comments or you can email us at lockedonbuckspodcast@gmail.com. Slide in the DMs on Twitter at Locked On Bucks. Check out everything that David is doing over at BucksGameDay.com. Check out my work at BucksNation.com and follow everything on Twitter at Locked On Bucks at JRCO underscore Bucks and at D Harrison 82. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. Want to thank you for joining us right here on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 